This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, What are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. I'm so glad you've joined me again at the bar. My name's Jane Gretch and I'm your host. In today's conversation, I'm speaking with Chelsea Spresser. Chelsea is a former dance studio owner and is now a virtual assistant for dance studios. So if you've ever wondered what a virtual assistant does, and how they can help you, then this is the episode for you. This episode is brought to you by my February group coaching call. It's called Great Expectations. And in that time, we will be creating position descriptions for your team so that they know what's expected of them. If you'd like to find out more information about that workshop, then head to my Instagram at Dance Studio Success and check out the link in bio. I'd love to see you on February the 22nd at 10 a.m. Welcome, 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 Chelsea, to At The Bar. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Jane. I'm really excited. Me too, me too. Now, we've only just connected, which is wonderful. I mean, I like to poo-poo social media sometimes because, you know, it has its it has its pros and its cons. But what I love about it, my favourite, favourite thing is the connections, and I guess that's probably why it was first invented, um, connections like this where we get to know people that we wouldn't otherwise, you know, they're not in our in our locality they're not in our state and so we've obviously connected through Facebook and particularly my my Facebook group because you were a dance studio owner but you're not anymore so do you want to talk a little bit about what you do and we'll, we'll go back over the history of things in a minute but talk about what you do now. Sure. So I was a studio owner, but I sold the business at the end of 2021. And now I run a brand new business called Dance Studio Assist or DS Assist for short. And basically, I'm a VA service that's been designed specifically for dance studio. So VA is a virtual assistant. So someone offsite who can take care of all your day-to-day assistant needs, um, but specifically for dance studios. Fantastic. And we'll, yeah, we'll get into all of the things you can, mm-hmm. I mean, virtual assistants have been around for, I don't know, like maybe 10 years now, maybe longer. I don't mm-hmm. 
yeah, I don't know. But certainly I think um, this is a great conversation to have for the dance studio owner space. I know some people do use them, but I also know there's a little bit of hesitancy, like any change. 100%. But yeah, hopefully just by chatting we can we can go over a few of those kind of, I guess, concerns people might have with working with a VA and put their mind to ease. So you you finished dance studio owner life in at the end of 2021. You sold up. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm slightly in awe. <laughs> no. It was a big move. It was yes. a big decision. It's courageous, isn't it? And I think, um, you know, obviously we've all been through similar things over the last two years, but then also very different things. Like mm-hmm. there's been this thing that unites us all, but our experiences have all been very different. And so I'm guessing throughout that time, you just started to question what was serving you and what what you wanted to do in the future? I mean, how did you come to that big decision? Well, that's exactly what it was. It was the pandemic that brought it all on. And like many people, um, it just made me reassess kind of what was important to me and and the why behind what I did. And I only had my studio, I'm based on the Gold Coast now, so I had my studio up here for five years. But before that, um, my mother was a dance studio owner, so I was born into it. (laughs) So it's been 45 years of dance studios, basically. (laughs) Um, And I moved away from my home state, which was New South Wales, uh, around six years ago. Mm. So I moved away from my mum's studio, which was really hard at the time. Um, And then, unfortunately, she got um, she was unwell mm. and had to give up her studio and then she passed away. Mm. So I opened my studio up here in Queensland. And I think like everyone, the pandemic just really brought some things home to me. Like at first we just kind of all rolled along and did what we had to do and everyone was in lockdown and we all discovered Zoom and mm. the differences of teaching on Zoom and, and everything. And it just kind of rolled, like it, it yeah. just happened. Yeah. And then when you had time to catch your breath, I think that was when everyone started just reassessing and and mm. some people obviously you just kept going as they mm. were going, but I know for other people and a few friends of mine were in the same situation in different industries, yeah. just thought, hold on, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there might be something else out there that not, not necessarily that I'll enjoy more because I love teaching and I yes. loved having a studio, yes. but just change time for change yes I love this because I think um there's so much there um and I'm sorry to hear about your mum first of all um I, I don't imagine that's ever easy um and maybe you know part of opening your studio was was a little bit in in homage to her perhaps and then um yeah I don't know but what what I was gonna say was I think sometimes when we particularly for you, you were kind of born into the industry. And for me, I really wanted to be a dance studio owner from 15 years of age. I've done a lot of writing about this. Um, and there have been times that I've got very close to, to going, no, okay, my time's up. And I just think maybe sometimes we think, oh, we have to keep going because of how we got into it, you know, like it was always my childhood dream or it was you were born into it. And we don't mm-hmm. actually stop to question and go, oh, it's not 
giving up on anything. Like no. giving, you haven't given up on it. What you've done is just tied a bow on it, you know, and it's so unusual for people to spend all of their working lives in one role these days. Um, yeah, a lot of dance studio owners kind of, I feel like maybe expect that from themselves. So good on you. Oh, you've given me goosebumps actually <laughs> because that was one of the big things when we were talking about, my husband and I were talking about selling up. Uh, it was and it sounds so silly because she was my mum. So obviously our connection was more than the dance studio, but it did feel like I was giving up a part of her. Yes. Which was really hard for me to come to terms with. Mm. But in reality, it was she wasn't just the dance studio owner, she was my mum. So even yes. without the studio, she's still with me. Yes. Yes. But that was um, yeah, you gave me goosebumps, so I can't believe yeah. that. No, and I can, and likewise, actually. So that's that's lovely, and hopefully, some of our listeners are resonating with some of this as well, because there is all of that emotion, and I hear what you're saying. You know, even if you um, un unloop that tie, you know what what you see is a tie to her. There are still what a hundred thousand more, mm -hmm. and I think um, I, I I I when I'm thinking about the times that I've wondered about whether I sell my studio. And that day will come. These are the these are the hard parts of it. Those emotional ties, like who am I if I'm not Miss Jane of you know dance arts, or who am I? Like my children come to my studio, so mm -hmm. I see. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, do I lose that connection with them? No, I'm still their mom. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But I think what we do, um, unlike a lot of other businesses, you know, there is so much emotion tied into it because we're there with those kids or, you know, those kids are there with us. We're like, people often say you're like a second mother to mm -hmm. me and it, it is emotional you, and it's hard to kind of remove that from oh, definitely. the business. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we know, you know, we, we should, and mm -hmm. I, I very much advocate for that, you know, trying to keep a certain kind of distance and boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're doing it right, you're always going to blur those because of yes. the relationship building. Um, have you, this is not scripted at all, it's not <laughs> on my question list, diversion, uh, happened to watch Cheer on Netflix? Yes. <laughs> we're, just, we're almost at the end of the second season, actually. Oh, okay, well, to go. okay, well, I finished the second season yesterday and I wouldn't speak nothing of that and particularly for anybody that's listening who may also be ready to watch the last bit. However, one thing that I took away from it was I, I felt, you know, cheer, you know, it's intense, dance can be intense, and that relationship that those cheerleaders had with their coaches and things, sometimes, you know, I, I heard them saying about Monica, you know, she's like my second mum, and I was like, yeah, yeah, but then a few red flags would go up. Um and so that's where I think it is really hard because we love these kids, we we watch them grow, but at the end of the day they can walk away from us exactly. and we can walk away from them. Yeah, wow. So now that that's, that's a lot to get into, nice and, nice and deep early, isn't it? Um, so now you're a VA. So what, what is a virtual assistant? Let, let's go there first. So a virtual assistant is someone who's not on staff, so we operate as like a subcontractor, I guess, uh, and who can base like, you know, like a personal assistant or an executive assistant can look after all the nitty-gritty, all the details, you know, stuff that studio owners find or business people in general find themselves doing 
that's really like nitpicky, you know, mm. like the bones of it rather mm. than when you're a business owner, you should be thinking big picture. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of us, and I found myself in the same situation when I started my studio, just you get so stuck in the day-to-day there's so much involved mm. in running a studio. And, and so the virtual assistant where we come in is to help take some of that off your hands. So, you know, like entering the, the, the data entry in your accounting software, you know, that mm. takes hours mm. out of your day yeah. <laughs> when you could be lesson planning or thinking big picture about, you know, the future of the business. So hopefully um, a virtual assistant can take some of that stuff yeah. off your hands. And like I said, off not on staff, off-site, so. Mm. Yep, virtual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Which we're all probably better at now, you know. Um, there's a couple of silver linings from pandemic. Um, I was going to say, one, we all know how to use Zoom. I don't even know if that's a silver lining. We know we know how to use QR codes. Oh, yes. Everybody was like, what the hell? I don't even know what you do with that. We know how to use QR codes, but we're also a little bit more adept at this idea that somebody doesn't have to be sitting in the same room as us Yes, to get work done. And possibly in <laughs> my case, it's probably better that you're not in the same room as me because <laughs> I do love a chat. <laughs> don't we all? I have to put myself in isolation. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, cool. So. I was thinking when you were talking about like that, those nitpicky tasks, mm-hmm. they're repeatable, they're like never done, like mm-hmm. the tasks that wear us down as business owners, for me, they're the tasks that I feel like they're just always sitting here on my shoulder, you know, it's like you just get them done and then they come back again and you're like, oh, my God, could you just go away with your data entry, like you say, or yep. whatever. It's an endless stream, mm-hmm. isn't it? Endless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and the business owner should be working and you've really tapped into one of my areas that I go on and on about with my coaching clients about, and it's it's not new, that whole idea of working on and not in, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to get out. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Um, and maybe a little bit hard to let others in. What do you reckon? Yes, I was in that exact position when I started my studio and I think for a lot of studio owners who start from scratch, you start just yourself. Yeah. And so you are doing everything. And then as you grow, you obviously need help because one person can't do everything, mm. but it's so hard to let that go because, yeah. and I know we're all guilty of this. Well, I certainly was when I started my studio. No one can do it like I can do it. No, we do it the best. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of time it's going to take for me to explain to someone else, mm. I might as well just do it myself. I was a big, that was, I was a big mm. culprit of that. And I remember yeah. my husband saying to me, but if you tell someone how to do it, then yes, yeah, sure, that takes up time now, but you'll never have to worry about it yeah. again in the future. It's an investment, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, the beauty of having a VA like me, who's a studio owner, is I get it. Mm. I understand you don't need to explain that nitty-gritty of yep. enrolments and yep. classes and that doesn't fit with that because I've been there. I reckon that might be, I mean, this is the advantage of niching. Obviously, you've not just opened up a, you know, a, a virtual assistant office for people just in business. You've gone, no, 
This is Dance Studio Assist. Um, I know this industry. I know it well. My gosh, you you know, it's been part of your life forever. Mm-hmm. But I reckon you you have highlighted there one of the roadblocks dance studio owners might have in getting a virtual assistant in that, that oh, but they just don't get it, you know, like there's mm-hmm. so much to explain. And so this, your setup already removes one of those roadblocks really, doesn't it? Because you're like, yeah, no, no, I know, I know how this works. And I know yeah. every studio is a little bit different in the way we do things. But at the end of the day, if you strip it back. <laughs> yeah, and it is a unique business I, I, because you are everything to everyone. And not only a lot of the, well, the, the majority of studio owners I know, you become a studio owner because you love teaching. Mm. And not only now in a modern studio you're expected to be an expert in teaching, you're expected to be an expert in social media, an expert yeah. in accounting, <laughs> an expert in child psychology, you yes. know, like all of those things. And it's so overwhelming. Yeah. So I was, I was the dance studio owner who always wanted to be a dance studio owner. Mm-hmm. Right, bit, bit unusual, but that's me. I am always a little bit different um, mm-hmm. because I just I probably like being in control. If I'm being really honest, and you know, I'm blessed with leadership qualities, <laughs> uh, so I always wanted to have my own business. So that part of it was always really interesting to me. However, like you said right back at the beginning, there's only so much you can do, and the challenge is you do it to begin with. You do it to begin with. And then more stuff comes and you keep doing it. And at what point do you go, wow, my plate here is really, really full. Um, And just because I can doesn't mean I should. Yes. Um, And the other thing I wanted to touch on there is, you know, how you were mentioning, like, we've got to know social media. We've got to know, like, our customer relationship management software, which sometimes can be like, NASA programming. Um, we've, we've got to know marketing. We've got to be on top of our teaching. Now we've got a team, so we're leading them. Yes. Um, again, just because we can doesn't mean we should, and I really, really love it when people reach out to experts because what you can do in two hours is probably what I can do in four. So not only am I like buying back four hours of my time, I'm less stressed. Like I just think it's a no-brainer, really. Yes. Yeah. And, to, and yes, I'm a studio owner, but I should add too that I had a whole different career. So all of this um, marketing and media, uh, social media in particular. So when I was uh, 17 or 18, obviously I grew up in the studio. Mm-hmm. The studio existed before I was born, so I didn't know any different. <laughs> and Everyone was saying to me, oh, you're going to follow your mum's footsteps and, oh. and all of that, which obviously I eventually did. But when I was 18, no, no way. No, no. So I, um, I headed off to university and studied media. Yeah. And I had a 15-year career as a journalist. Fantastic. Before I came back to the studio. So I think my it's unique like selling point, I guess, yeah. yeah, is that I get both sides. So yes. I understand, you know, I, I can, I'm a writer, so mm. I can write, I can do all of those things and I get the studio side of things. You're so, like a little dream come true. <laughs> I hope so for somebody. Yeah. Oh, look, more than, more than one somebody, I am sure. So, you know, we, um, we, we touched on the fact that a VA is a contractor. It's not, mm-hmm. you're not, um, 
kind of, I guess, part of the the umbrella team. You know, mm-hmm. you're not on site, you're off site. What do you think are the advantages of that um, for a dance studio owner who might be like, mm, how does that work? Well, I can speak from personal experience here because I, when had my studio, I got into this point where I was thinking I, I need to hire someone I can't mm. do anything else and I was hesitant to hire a VA because mm. like I said earlier like they don't understand dance studios and how am I going to explain everything to them so I hired a staff member and she is was fantastic but it was things like um you know the budget Mm-hmm. I had to accommodate that in the budget because now I'm bringing on a full-time or a part-time staff member. So yeah. all the things that go with that, tax, super, yes. everything. And then the other thing I found was, especially kind of as my studio was growing, yes, I had work for her, but some days it was quiet and some mm-hmm. days I didn't have, you know, concert time was obviously crazy, but there were some periods of the year where I was like, oh, now I've got to find something for her to do. Mm-hmm. And, but with a VA, you I'm just here to do that part of the work Mm. and you don't need to worry about the rest. Mm. And I think, you know, the commitment, especially for a young studio owner or a new studio owner, the commitment of hiring a staff member is huge. And it's not just budget related, it's training and it's um, knowing when they're going to be at the studio, when you need them at the studio Mm. and, when you don't. So I think one of the benefits of hiring someone who's not on staff is that all that headache is gone. Yeah. And you get things done faster because I'm here to do your social media. I'm here to do your website. I'm here to do whatever it is you need, your data entry. And yeah. that's what I'm focused on. I'm not trying to do that and welcome yeah. you know, visitors to the studio and yeah. answer Mrs. Smith's question about what shoes they need. Yeah. I'm wholly and solely focused on the getting task. that work done and yeah. they the advantage of that this morning I was I was laughing to myself because I was like you know better you know better than this so I was I was multitasking very badly I work um not when I'm podcasting but normally I work with duplicate screens mm. um which is fabulous but also a little bit awful all at the same time so um you know I was zipping from left to right and I had actually two different projects not not duplicate screens on, and I was like, you know better than this, and I was not doing a good job. Um, and I think that's probably something to think about with VAs as well, just going on from what you said. They're there. Not only are you, you know, doing the work, but you're doing the work in a really focused way, which means your productivity is probably greater than my front desk manager. God bless her. I love her. Everybody knows I love her. But there is limited hours where she's not interrupted like I exactly gosh and we all know I there are I don't know I read it in a book somewhere it's like it takes you 27 minutes or something I don't know it's a stupid amount of amount of time it takes you to get back into that that deep work and that deep flow every time you're interrupted you know every Mm. time somebody comes in the door rings the phone blah 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 um and so yeah to be able to have First of all, know that somebody's there on hand. And second of all, go, not only are they there on hand, but they're there, like, ready to do this yes. without all of the other distractions of a studio, which is the world's most distracting place. <laughs> and I think also the beauty of a VA is if you don't need one 
if you if you don't need a studio front desk person or a studio admin mm. person, but you've got, you know, like the concert, for example, you just need an extra pair of hands to be mm. doing this or that. Like it's not a big commitment. You can hire someone for a couple of hours really mm. or an ongoing monthly basis. So it's really, um, I think it's good because it can be tailored to what exactly what you need. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um Yes, I was just, <laughs> as you were talking, I was just thinking to myself about how when I go to the studio, I really don't get any work done. Um, that's why I am very spoiled. I have two offices, one there for, I don't know, talking with people. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what I do there uh, and eating chocolates. And then I, I work here very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fantastic. I, I guess I'm thinking about... The fact that sometimes you can get a VA, I think probably I'm just trying to think about some of these other roadblocks that that people might have been going, mm, yeah, or maybe they've had a bad experience. And I know lots of people have tried different offshore VAs, and I think that's great as well. Like there's obviously a solution for different um, people, different mm-hmm. solutions for different people. But I think the advantage here, you mentioned you're in the Gold Coast, I'm in Adelaide, you know, like our time difference is slight, but it's not a lot really. And I think that would be a huge advantage um, for our Australian audience to be working with somebody in Australia because quite often things, um, you know, you might you might have sent you work and then gone, oh, oh my goodness, actually I should also... I need to get her to put that in the newsletter or, you know, like the middle of the night, like, oh, oh, um, and then wake up in the morning and and be able to send you an email or however you do communicate and go, oh, can you also put that in rather than having this kind of eight-hour time difference, which can be quite, I've I've worked in that scenario and it's a bit of a nightmare to be honest. Yeah, I bet it is. And I think too, I I don't know a lot about how those offshore VA organisations work, but I'm going to be quite selective about the number of clients I take on and and I'm I'm lucky that I can do that because I'm I'm a sole trader I'm a sole operator um and I want to be selective I want to well not selective no I know but I want to be able to give people the attention that their business you want to do it right Yeah, yeah that's exactly right yeah yeah fantastic so let's finish up with like a little bit of a list what are the kind of tasks like we've mentioned a couple mm-hmm. social media social media social media. it seems to be the one that everyone oh it's needs just help so with. relentless chelsea it's just like <laughs> pet like yes, an ugly pet that i didn't want <laughs> and i think what i found when i did my studio was if you did social media well then it just kind of kind of became this monster because you were getting more messages on social media which is fantastic but I was put to the point where I was like I can't handle this because I'm trying to run my business and I'm being interrupted every five seconds by a Facebook messenger message (laughs) (laughs) and so you know it's great because it meant I was doing it well Mm. but also it was just another thing on my plate. It's a little bit of a beast yeah it's a little bit of a beast so social media tick that box yes um what what you mentioned writing so what kind of things could you help with writing uh so um copywriting for newsletters for websites for blogs if people have blogs on their uh-huh. studio um one. for notes that go yep. out to parents you know yeah i'm sure we're all familiar with the oh no i didn't i didn't see that oh, i didn't yep. read that in the note uh-huh. uh so copywriting for that type of stuff yeah or, 
general VA stuff as well. So desktop yeah. publishing, uh, public relations, presentations, that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah. I'm also really proud of the fact that I'm offering studio-specific support. So yes. things like helping with your timetable, uh, helping with online registration, you know, working out a system that works mm. for that particular studio in regards to that. Stedford and exam entries, oh, yeah. my gosh, how much time do they take up? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of time. Uh, especially the concert. Now, I've been involved in concerts, well, my entire Whatever. life. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, putting on a concert to me is, I mean, there's so there's so much involved in it, but to me it's almost like second nature because yes. I feel like from the time I was little and... There's a formula. My, exactly. My mm-hmm. sister and I grew up in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. where mum didn't do things by email. No. She did things on the phone and face-to-face and... We were little kids. We were always there. Yeah. So it's like you absorb it. Yeah. And it's like you don't, yeah, it's, it's, it is a formula. But for a lot of studio owners, it's, you know, that extra thing. You start mm. thinking about it. Plus people start thinking about it now and it's yes. like this weight on your shoulders. So things like concert details, I'm, mm. you know, I'd love to be able to help people with that type of stuff. So studio-specific stuff as well as, the general social media. I like um, that. Yeah, and I think you could be a real support to people because sometimes, sometimes I find with my um, some of my coaching clients, God bless them, I love them all. I only a little bit like you with your VA work. I only have a you know a certain amount that I mm-hmm. work with because I want to do it really well. I want to give them my all. So there's about um, eight coaching clients I have per month. And um, sometimes they just need to share their ideas. Like I get to the end of the call and I'm like, um, I don't know whether I, like I feel bad. I'm like, I don't know whether I helped you there. And they're like, no, actually you did. I just need to share this with somebody mm-hmm. who gets it, right? Yes. Because, God, we love our hubbies. Yes, we do. Um, and we love our friends. And, you know, I love having a, a gin and tonic with my girlfriends. But it. Like we said right back at the beginning, it's a little bit of a weird old job we've got. Um, And if you know, you know. (laughs) And if you don't, you don't. Um, You know, just as I don't, you know, one of my good friends is is a director of nursing in a public hospital, right? I I can think of ways I can, you know, I listen to her, I try and support her, but really I've got no idea what her day entails and, and vice versa. And so if you just need someone to go, hey, listen, this is what I reckon. This is my plan. Can you look over it? And you can, you've got that experience to be able to say, yeah, that's good. What about if you try this? Or, yeah, that's good. The end. Yes. Sometimes 100%. you're like, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Give me a sticker. Can I please? <laughs> the funny thing about studio, being a studio owner, is you're surrounded by people the whole time. Oh my God. Students, yeah. team, everybody. But in reality, it can be quite a lonely situation mm. because. Who do you talk to about that kind of stuff? Like you can't burden the, your team with that and there's stuff that they don't need to know anyway. Mm. The kids know, the parents know, obviously. And then yeah. I have friends who are studio owners and they'll often be around to bounce an idea off, but they've got their own stuff going on. Yes. You know? <laughs> so it, it is it is hard and I, I actually am offering a um, like a we're calling it the power hour. Mm-hmm. So you can book in just for an hour 
of your time and it's for that to just get something off your chest let someone just I just want to run this by someone do you think I'm on the right track with this what would you suggest for you know making sure that someone knows that they've got to have this or got to have that so yeah and you can get a lot done in an hour can't you like I I work in hours for for consulting and my gosh we cover a lot like it hit the ground running you can get a lot done Mm. particularly when you're not at the studio when there's You don't have to go, oh, just my girlfriend and I, uh, another little tangent, um, we became friends when our firstborn were born. (laughs) I don't know how to put that. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. When we had our first child and we had this running joke that we we took them to kinder gym every week and we'd been having the same conversation for like four years, you know, like um, we'd have a conversation and then one of the children would go to jump off the something and we'd be like, be right back. And then we'd go and deal with the kid and we'd come back and we'd fi- like just pick up that conversation where it finished. That's what I feel like sometimes is at the yes. studio. You know, you're like trying to have this conversation with people. You're like, oh, oh, such and such is here to, I don't know, do whatever they're here to do and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And you're like, oh, my God, just like you say, people, people, people. <laughs> There are people everywhere, but no one to talk to. No one to, yeah, people everywhere, but no one to talk to. I love the idea of the power hour. I think that's fantastic. Um, all right, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. How do uh, people contact you? How do we find you, Chelsea? So we've got a website and a Facebook and an Instagram account. So yep. there's those social media again. Yeah. Um, the website is then. Yep. dsassist.com.au. And on there you can send me a message and you, you can book a, I'm offering a 30-minute free, we're calling it a discovery call. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to find out how I can help you or, you know, do I actually need a VA for this? Is this something that you look after? It's a 30-minute free Zoom call. You can book that in on the website. You can book in the Power Hour if you'd mm-hmm. like to as well. And you can see a full list of everything we offer. Send me a message Get in touch. Facebook and Instagram are the same. Oh, I just feel like I do hope like that you're, you're, you, you need to change your profile pitch to have like a little halo around. Because <laughs> I well, feel like maybe you're the angel people have been praying for. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I know. Well, I just know from firsthand experience that it's, it's so hard and to mm. find someone that you trust and who understands what running a studio is all about hopefully I can help someone worth its weight in gold no I agree thank you so much Chelsea I've loved chatting um, and I really wish you all the very best on you I think it's going to be amazing thank you thanks for having me I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Um, I think it's a really worthwhile thing for people to check out. Get the support you deserve. I'd love to support you as well in my February group coaching workshop. You can check that out on my Instagram at Dance Studio Success. Check out the links in bio. It's called Great Expectations. We'll be talking about um, designing a position description for your team members. Did you know that not knowing what is expected of them is one of the pet peeves of employees? So let's eliminate that from happening. Let me help you get those position descriptions really clear and get set for a great year ahead. I hope to see you on February the 22nd at 10 a.m. And of course, it will be recorded as always. Thanks for joining me at the bar. 
To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders, and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at the bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 